Oh, yes. We have live lacrosse, I believe. Bryant and John Hopkins. The powerhouse that is John Hopkins in lacrosse. Just telling you, it's a real deal. Welcome to the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Got a busy show. Now, um, tomorrow is very guest intensive. I just... uh, Today is more, you know, my first chance to hang out with you guys after uh, do a little swap up yesterday with uh, T Row after they had a. I think they were flying back during the show on on Monday morning, so T Row swapped out. Get a made for a weird day. Not gonna lie, it's um, you get in these situations where you're kind of a creature of habit, especially with the hours that you work, and when. When we're every day from 9 to noon, you kind of get set in your ways. People that are around you get set in their schedule and their ways. And it was just different. And not to have any softball responsibilities or anything. I didn't know what to do with myself after 9 a.m. Like, what uh, normal people do now? I'm usually yapping away on the air. Yeah, like, I'm surprised one of the first things you didn't say was grab a nap. I thought I was good. I thought after the show I was good. And, in fact, I was. I thought we had a good show. I was yeah. feeling good about yeah. things. I came inside, ate, and then I did fall asleep for a good you know, 45 minutes. But, yeah, it was fun, man. It was a good day. I hope it dries out. I hope we're all able to eventually mow our yards at some point again. But, yeah, it's Bottom line, circling all the way back. It's going to be us today. Josh Helmer, good morning. Good morning. We the people. It's going to be us today because tomorrow is – you're out tomorrow, so I went guesty McGesterson on the show tomorrow. JT Gasso is confirmed for tomorrow. Uh, Eric Lopez is going to come on with us. I got a few. I'm taking a page out of Toby Rowland's book for the show a little bit too this week. I – I feel like we don't do enough on the opponents. So we've got a we got a feeler out to the Missouri peeps. And I don't like the Cal coach, so we probably won't have her on. Um, and before you get all mad at me, she's she's the one that walked Jocelyn Allo whenever it was a 9 nothing game and uh, there was a runner at first base. So I think that's soft. She's a great player, but she's soft. So probably won't get the Cal coach on. We'll get the Hofstra coach on. I'm glad that I'm able to let things go. Jossie still breaks the record, and I'm glad I'm able to let it go from over a year ago. Yeah, you've not been one to hold a grudge. No, not me ever. But I, that so is pretty weak, though. So we're gonna preview, preview the uh, the the Norman Regional, and on Saturday night, oh, I'm sorry, Sunday night, I had a chance to talk to a, a lot of coaches and. We'll share what Heather Tarr feels about their draw. I think Washington got a pretty challenging draw. Um, We'll hear from Dot Richardson. Liberty gets in as an at-large, which is huge for that conference. You know, I got to be honest with you, Josh. Whenever I started thinking about some of the teams that could be in Norman, you know, I don't fear anyone, but teams like Liberty, teams like I mentioned Michigan State, teams like Central Arkansas, I didn't, I don't want them here. So, not just because I think they'd give the Sooners a good game, but I, I, I think they've got a chance to advance. And I think you put them here, you're putting them in a position where they're not going to advance. Cocky, arrogant, 
No, just just real. Just real watch. You'll see. But I'm a I'm all in on softball this weekend. How was how was the show yesterday? How were you? You and Connor have a good time? Yeah, it was good. Obviously, this show is designed for us. Yeah, it's 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 Chris and Josh. I mean, it's 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 Plank and Helmer. So it kinda is our show. So it makes it a little bit weird whenever one element is missing. But, but it was it was good. How was uh, yesterday morning? It's fun doing that six to nine, is it not? It it is, but it's also like I said, it's just you get done and you're used to being on the air, and it's like <laughs> ah, what what happens now? What do I do? What do, what do normal people do from nine to noon um, in in your life? I mean, you had to wake up what like two hours than you earlier than you normally would, but a lot of days you do a morning show right. before this show. Yeah, so. so I mean, it wasn't. It was kind of nice because usually that show is 5 to 8 a.m., so it was kind of nice to have a little bit of extra wiggle room, to have that extra 30 minutes. But I am i don't know if I'm like this. Maybe this is a me problem. Maybe you guys can help me out on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. If I know I have to get up earlier than I normally do, travel is a big one, right? If I'm on the road with softball or football or whatever, and I know I got to get up earlier than I normally would, I can't sleep because right. – I'm afraid that I'm going to oversleep or that I'm not going to hear my alarm. So it's it's usually, for me, a a problematic night before. But it was good. All things worked out, and we're here with you today. So many ways to go with the show today. we got the Stars going to the Stanley Cup Finals, or to the Western, uh, Conference, Western Final. Conference Finals. Yeah, they won't be going to the Stanley Cup Final, obviously. But uh, Gold Knights, right? That's and, right. But they... You know, Dallas does have the uh, bitter, jilted coach angle going for them as well, too. Yes, they do. All you have to do is watch ESPN's coverage for 12 seconds, and they'll remind you that Dallas has Vegas' coach who was fired. And you're like, I, I, I get I get it. Pete tomorrow was fired. It's fine. I mean, I get it. But we, we could get into that. I noticed that suddenly I had a lot of Stars fans on my timeline. We have a – we have the latest twist – in conference realignment. I, I have a question. Yes. Back at the class, please. Is the way to get likes and retweets just to make some S up and tweet it out there in conference realignment? Yes, that or a list. They, they, they come up with this really interesting report yesterday about Florida State. The, the Magnificent, magnificent seven. 7. Okay, sidebar. Stop with the names. Stop with <laughs> the names. All right? It just it doesn't matter, right? The, what was the most recent one between the Big Ten and the the collective or the collaborative or whatever the hell it was? I like, I like one short of total destruction better than Magnificent 7. Magnificent 7. They need eight to uh, break up that granite rights. Um, but... We have this magnificent seven story that breaks, and that, and we'll get to the details of that coming up here in just a bit. But I find it fascinating that the first thing I see are people that are peddling the same BS over and over and over, breaking. These eight teams are now going to be in a competition to to go to the Big Twelve. It's like I don't, I don't think that's where they're looking, champ. But we, you guys, you eat it up. It's retweeted. Yeah, I got to feel that same way. Can we go back to the conversation about how many people actually know what's happening in conference realignment? It's a very, very small faction of people. Minimal. I like Greg. 
Greg Swain doesn't know S. I really appreciate the, uh, who is it, the 4LH guy and all the stuff that he's able to pedal. He doesn't know S. They have found a formula, and you guys only eat it up. Well, I think this means the Big 12 is going to go get Florida State. Think about what you just said for a moment. Think about what you just threw out there for a moment. Brett Yormark's good. He ain't that good. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know how this is going to end for the ACC, but I don't think it's going to end with ESPN going, yeah, we'll go back to the negotiating table, give you more money. It's not how it works. Be bad all you want, should have signed the initial deal. But I digress. Uh, that's my that's my side road. I let me get the car back on the road. I just stop. This is part of the reason why I'm just I'm about out on Twitter. That and it always goes to that dumb for you tab, and everything on for you is nothing that I care about. <laughs> I cannot get rid of the for you tab. For somebody else. That, for you. Twitter, I'm on you. I'm I'm in you. I'm on that app more than anybody, and yet no, nobody knows me less than Twitter. Yeah. Trending topics you might be interested in. The Toronto Blue Jays. I the Toronto Blue Jays? What? <laughs> so we'll we'll get we got we've got that story, which is kind of percolating just a bit. Um, maybe more than percolating a bit. They they finally had to do what the Big Twelve had to do at one point and tell the athletic directors to shut up. It's like, hey, we know you're mad. Stop talking. We're, we're, we're together, but the more you talk, the more you start kindling this up, the worse it is for everyone involved. So they kind of said, stop. By the way, based on some of the reaction to the John Morant story, I got my I got my rights. I got my rights to free speech. I'll say whatever I want. It's like, calm down, man. There's people that can tell you to simmer down. And you'll just go ahead and do it for the for the good of your league, your university, your athletic department, whatever it might be. So we've got that story, right? Oh, that we can get into John Morant. It's it's fascinating. You can dog John Morant if you want. But so stars, ladies' conference realignment shift. Um, John Morant, which I think we're going to get a penalty probably. In the next couple of weeks, I think they're going to try to do everything they can to hope this thing moves to the back burner. We've got the NBA draft lottery tonight. Speaking of the NBA, I saw Travis tweet something, and I'd be curious to get your take on it. Travis said, enjoy the last trip to the lottery for the Thunder for what appears – I'm paraphrasing here, Travis – for what appears to be a while, at least with their pick. Kind of feel that way? You hope so, yeah. Hope so. I hope so, too. Injuries are the greatest equalizer. You never know how things can pan out, but um, you would think that we're nearing the end of days of lottery conversations for the Oklahoma City Thunder. It feels like it, yeah. It feels like around Shea Gilchrist-Alexander, they found some other pieces to, right. to build a core that can consistently get them in the playoffs you add Holmgren to that and you might really have something if if that pick was a ding 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 right we there's still a lot to prove on that front the percentage chances are what like 1.3 or something tonight it's a great line you're telling me there's a chance you're telling me there's a chance um but I I saw that and I was like I, I can get on board with that I think that's a good way of thinking 
Now, again, they didn't they didn't tear all this down to end up in a position where they're the seven or six seed, right? They they tore this down to build a championship contender, and that's another conversation altogether that we can have. But NBA draft lottery tonight. There's a great gift at the end in Victor Wembanyama, and we'll see whether or not you know. It, fact, if he get he's the kind of guy that at a place like Houston, I can make some good pretty quickly. But it doesn't it work out where all these great bigs end up going to San Antonio? Don't they just always fall into the lap of San Antonio? That sounds about right. David Robinson, Tim Duncan, players of that nature. Yeah, he, you you guys know it. I mean, it's Victor Wimbignana. Victor Wimbignana is on his way to the uh, San Antonio Spurs. So just embrace it and enjoy it. Though, you know, Houston's had a good big or two. Houston has had Akeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson. Um. I mean, you got to go back a little bit for that. But I want if the NBA were to fix this, hypothetically, of the teams in the lottery tonight, Josh, if the NBA were to fix this, where would they want Victor Wimbignana? Are you looking for the team? I was trying to race down to see what all teams were in the lottery. So let's see here. I've got all of the all of the odds right here in front of me. So currently, the Detroit Pistons. The Houston Rockets and the San Antonio Spurs have the three best options, 140 different combinations, 14%. Then, Charlotte, Portland, Orlando, Pacers, Wizards, Jazz, Mavericks, Orlando, OKC, Toronto, and Nolens. You get to you get to fix this thing, taking your Thunder fandom out of it. Where's the best landing spot for the league for Winbignana? It's the Houston Rockets. It is. Because it's the it? biggest biggest market. Biggest market there. Maybe the Wizards, but there's just not. Maybe. Maybe the Mavericks? Yes. But I'm with you. I think number one, number one on that list would be Houston. And I think San Antonio's pretty interesting, but it's just not the same market. Right. It's not. It's a, it's a smaller. Great city. Massive, massive amount of people per per area. And, and I, I think that's a fan base that has outgrown its market just based on the success that they've had and world championships they've won. But at the end of the day, it is still a little bit about market. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but, Josh, we know here on this very radio program, beyond the NBA draft lottery, beyond the excitement over the, the start, of the Western Conference Finals tonight for one of us. Um, Beyond the Stars making their way to the Western Conference Finals and the Magnificent Seven. The top story will always be softball. So when we come back, let's talk a little sooner softball. I went digging into some numbers. All right, I've got two two numbers for you that are going to blow your mind. And we'll dive into it next. With Josh on Plank, this is The Ref. No baseball tonight. OU and UTA have mutually decided to not play their game this season, uh, this evening. Yeah, good decision. Toby's explanation was fantastic of it. You know, it, you've got UTA fighting to get into the WAC tournament. Obviously, Oklahoma's got a massive series coming up this weekend against Oklahoma State. Sure, it would be good to see some old friends, but it's probably best to be well-rested heading into the Bedlam weekend for Oklahoma Slash, State baseball. It's probably best to not risk a crippling RPI loss. 
a, a ding, ding, ding. Or a crippling RPI win. <laughs> you know you're in a tough spot with an opponent where you hear the, well, it doesn't really help you if you, you win, but it really hurts you if you lose. You're like, oh. In fact, it might even hurt you if you win. You're like, oh. Let's not do that right now. And it's tight. It's tight on the bubble right now for OU baseball. It can become tighter, if not burst, this weekend, or it can become a little bit more relaxing. I mean, do you win this series, and I think you're in pretty good shape. Win this T-Rail brought up a point. Win this series, go on a little run in the Big 12. Could we be talking hosting? Which is wild because their RPI would be up in the, you know, the top 20, maybe about the 14. But I'm, I'm so in on the softball brackets right now, I couldn't even tell you the four to five teams that are on the bubble right there with OU. I just know OU is on it <laughs> for baseball, and it's, and it's slippery in one direction or the other. Okay. Now, we didn't get a chance from 9 to noon. Well, you guys did, but we, the royal we, Josh and I, didn't get a chance to chop it up on the bracket. I would love to hear some of all y'all's take as it pertains to – what we learned on Sunday night about the softball postseason. I feel like the question that I get asked the most is, you know, who do you feel like can be a contender, who can beat Oklahoma? And I, I said, I think the top four is the top four. I think that you – the ridiculousness of Alabama being the fifth seed kind of shows you the uncertainty beyond one – and then that next step down to two, three, and four. Oklahoma has clearly been the best team in college softball this year. Historically good. UCLA has been bad at times. They got run ruled by Cal. Um, they've lost a couple of games that are head scratchers. But they they wrapped up the season on what was it, 24, 25 straight wins before getting beat by Utah. So UCLA is worthy. Florida State uh, in a conference that has a, you know, another top eight seed in it, and has another school that's hosting in Clemson, uh, Florida State had a nice run. Seems like they found some things out as the season progressed. I, I brought this up. I don't, you know, Florida State is one of those teams that I don't necessarily. They've got a few really good hitters. I don't know if they can go out and outscore you. Um, I, I that's that's just my theory on Florida State. And then I mean, Tennessee won the Big 12 regular season and postseason crown. They've got depth. They've got a really good experienced arm in Ashley Rogers. Got a couple freshmen that have been throwing well. You know, there's the left side of their infield is 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 OU transfers and Pooney and Donahue, and they've had a really nice season. You have, you know, Kiki Malloy and one of the best players in the country. Her sister's coming to play here next season. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good in two, three, and four. So if in, to me, if any of those four teams don't end up in Oklahoma City, it's a shocker. And they have tough roads. I wouldn't want Liberty in my bracket. UCLA has to deal with it. I wouldn't want potentially Utah or Cal State Fullerton there in the second round or in the uh, Super Regionals, and yet they're, they're dealing with it. So Florida State, I, I mean, we saw UCF. They're good. Um, I, I don't know if I would want to deal with them in my regional. So to me, it's still those four teams as the slam dunk. In I think from five to fourteen is crazy town, and maybe you go up five to eighteen is crazy. Anything can happen with those teams, right? So 
I don't know. It, I could sit here and meander about and talk about things all day long with it, but what really kind of caught your eye, and not just for Oklahoma, but in general with the bracket? Alabama at five, like everybody else. Oklahoma State earning the chance to be a super regional host if they take care of business was surprising. Uh, body of work, body of work, body of work. We always hear complete body of work. Less emphasis by selection committees on, hey, what does the last 10, 15 look like, right? Remember when the NCAA tournament, that was like one of the top, top criterias? Mm-hmm. Hey, what happened in the last 10? And you would see teams that had seven losses, but they'd climb up the board because guess what? There wasn't a loss in the last 10. They were red hot. They'd won a conference tournament. So Oklahoma State, to me, didn't necessarily fit that super regional hosting billing. You know, Stanford, Utah, there's a, a Texas. There's some interesting why are they as low as they are in terms of the, the seating. So I didn't think the committee did all that great of a job placing teams. I don't know that that's not unusual for this time of year. It seems like that's more common than, uh, than it's not. But for Oklahoma, I think it's a really good draw. You know, how many years have we sat here and said, well, wait a second, why is Oklahoma's path this or that? Sure. And for one year, I think the committee got it right for yeah, Oklahoma. It's funny because I was trying to think, who did they – UCF last year in the Super Regional. Spunky, mid-major, really good team, couple of superstars. 20, I'm going to try to do this off the top of my head. So, 2021 was Washington. Bent. P.O.'d. Thought they were a top eight seed. Seeded 16. 2019, I think, was Northwestern, right? Really good Big Ten team. Twenty, I th- There's Arkansas that's in there somewhere. There was, you know, going to Auburn in 17. There was 16 against Louisiana Lafayette. You know, there was and only – if you go further back, they had what? the Alabama in 15 yeah. that had to go there. I mean, it, it, it's almost – and I think Toby has said this before, and I agree, Toby Rowland – it's not like you're going to get too many favors whenever there's such a perceived home field advantage for the Women's College World Series. But um, I like the draw for OU. I didn't want to see Utah as the 16. I just – that would have been not not to where I don't think Oklahoma can beat Utah. They all but run-ruled them when they played them earlier this year. But it's a spunky team, and there's the storyline with – DJ and Paige being there. I don't like that. I didn't want to see Oregon. I don't like these created storylines whenever, you know, I, you got to put a a coach against her or his you know, daughter, son, whatever. And then in this instance, it would have been Missy Lombardi who was here for 20 years. So I, I'm glad they, I'm glad they didn't do that. Clemson's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Clemson's a good team, but they're, they're, they're kind of leaking oil down the stretch, and they might have one of the best players in, in college softball. But, I mean, it. so does Oklahoma. So, yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I see Coach T hanging on. Before we grab a break, I do want to get to him at 405-329-9000. But before we do, I'm still hot about, and I'm trying to get over it. There's two things that I'm mad about. Number one, and I'm way triggered by this. Number one, I'm really triggered by Alabama getting a five, and then even more so the explanation of it. I'm going to read the explanation a little bit later on in the show. Don't let me forget that. 
And just let's let's make sure the delay is actually working today. <laughs> you got it. I mean, I was just I was saying it to Toby, but it's hilarious. They they sat there and and they were talking about wins that Alabama had over Tennessee and Auburn. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. They also lost the series. You know, since when is one game in a three game series enough to be like, yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, I'm just, I was blown away by it. And the unknown, what have we heard constantly about Alabama? What have we constantly heard about Alabama? Is Fouts going to play? Right. But prior to that, it's, this is old school, baby. Alabama's doing it different than we've seen people do it before. And maybe since 16, because they got one pitcher. Right. They don't have staff. They got one pitcher. And it's Montana Fouts. And they're going to ride her. She's thrown the fifth most innings in all of college softball of, I think, power five starters. Nobody has thrown more than Montana Fouts. And she goes down and was just a, yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's good. They're going to be fine. Dude, we can – you guys – this is someone texted this earlier. It's getting to people complaining about the World Series being in Oklahoma City season. But I don't know if there's ever, I mean, ever, Josh Helmer, a team that gets more breaks in seeding than Alabama does. It's historic. It really, truly is. Uh, and listen, Oklahoma State, I'll fight just because they're a Big 12 team, but they, they, they didn't deserve it. They, and I think they know it. They deserve to be a regional host, but absolutely. not. not a national seed. Northwestern, Stanford, both deserve. Texas swept them. I mean, it makes me wonder if Texas doesn't trip over itself against Baylor, you know, might they be in a little bit of a better spot? But I got a lot of takes on it. I'd love to hear your guys at 405 329 That's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line where Coach T is checked in on a Tuesday. What's up, Coach T? How are you, man? Hello, Chris. Good to hear your voice. Hey, you're right on the money on Alabama. ESPN has sold their guts out to Alabama. You think that's what it is? Well, I mean, I've watched Fouse. Yeah, she's good. But if she ain't playing, they ain't got a prayer. They don't have any other pitching. And they didn't deserve a five seed. But, boy, when they got it, they sure were happy, weren't they? Because yeah. they didn't think they were going to be in there. <laughs> they I had mean, no idea. I watched that deal. And then I saw OSU come right behind him. I go, God, what happened to Texas? And, man, Texas – and I'm not a Texas fan. I hate them. But they got kind of host. Completely. I, you know, Coach I mean, T, that's, that's the thing, too. We don't want to sit here and get too carried away, like you said, rooting are our, our feeling sorry for Texas. But they did get screwed in this whole process. Yeah, they did. And, you know, I hate their coach. I'm sorry. I just don't like him. And I didn't like him when he was at uh, – Oregon, I didn't like him in either. And I don't think a lot of people do like him. And maybe that's why they're getting hosed. Don't maybe, know. Maybe sure. Uh, maybe sure. Maybe you're right. I, I, I'll i tell you what, and I appreciate you. Hey, anything else you want to add, Coach T? Yeah, your- I'm just going to say, the team I worry about the most, and I, I really think OU's way better than everybody, is Tennessee. I think Tennessee's the next best team out here. I do too. I, and, in fact, I appreciate your phone call, Coach T. If, Thanks, buddy. Have a great day. You too. If I understand correctly, so just if it all stays seating, it'd be one A, 
0.273. So there is a good chance that OU and Tennessee could be on opposite sides of the bracket. And we've seen teams move through the um, the bottom part of the bracket. I hate saying the loser's bracket, but that's what it is. We've seen it happen a couple of times. Florida State did it. Oklahoma did it. It can happen. But I, I – me personally, I'm with Coach T. I feel like Oklahoma and Tennessee are on a collision course with each other. And I feel like it makes for awesome storylines heading into a championship series. Tennessee's never won the title. Never. They've never won a national championship. And they've got two pretty prominent Oklahoma feet, uh, transfers that are in their starting lineup. One that maybe had one of the best World Series runs that we've seen. Sure. In McKenzie Donahue. I just, I kind of feel like that's the path that we're on right now. All right, your texts are next. Whoa, look at the start. Look at the start we're off to today. Let's go. It is a Tuesday. It's a plank show. The Kimple Meyer Chevrolet text line is next right here on the wrap. Yes, I, I forgot a stat that I looked up last night for you. So I think, um, somebody, I think it was Murdoch that was talking about Haley Lee and her impact. So I went back. Um, in her last five games heading into the Big 12 tournament, Haley Lee was 1 for 15. She was 0 for her last 10 heading into the Iowa State game. So it got me thinking. It's got to be one of her worst stretches of her career, right? It was. Uh, in 2022, she had an 0 for 10 slump about the same time, um, but it didn't extend back as long as it during her freshman season. When from April 28th to May 8th, Haley went 0 for 16. So this was kind of, I mean, for lack of a better word, somewhat historic for Haley to be struggling like she was. 1 for her last 15, 0 for her last 10. And then in the the Big 12 tournament, she went 4 for 5, scored two runs, drove in a run, and hit a home run. And by the way, it was her... I had to look this up too, but I typed it out instead of looking it up. It was her first a home run since, wait for it, it was her first home run since April and her first Big 12 home run since the Texas Tech series. April 18th in Miami, Ohio was her last home run. So big for big for Haley Lee to get right. Here's the other stat. Here's the other stat. Jordy Ball hasn't allowed a run in relief this year. Not a single run. And by my calculation, maybe I need Jessica Bame to help double check my work. And I do have sheets of paper out right here. Are you okay? Something going on over there? You mentioned Haley Lee and oh. it occurred to me that I chopped up the press conference yesterday, so I'm oh, emailing okay. you some cuts. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, I apologize. Um, by my math for Jordy Ball, this is, this is my math. Now, my math could be terrible. I'm not here to tell you it's 100% right. But Jordy Ball has not allowed a run, earned or unearned, in 18 and a third innings in relief this season. So really, really good in that spot. 23 strikeouts, just six hits, and is I've only got two walks. 
that yeah. she's given up in relief. Attacking hitters, getting strikeouts, getting getting out. It's pretty awesome, right? Yeah, well, that's comforting to know in case you get into a postseason pinch here or there, and she's not who you went with, you know, starting in the circle. It's funny, I talk about Tennessee a lot and how I think Tennessee is the team that Oklahoma, you know, would most likely face in the WCWS. And, I mean, they, that's what she did when they played Tennessee the last time, Josh. She started, struggled, came out of the pin, was unstoppable. So, big, big notes. I'm, I'm all in on the stats this week. I'm all in on trends, trying to find trends on things. But those were two that caught my eye. It was the third, I mean, it was one of the longest skids that Haley Glee had since she was 0 for 16 her freshman season. She was just one for her last 15, and she capped it off with a 4 for 5 weekend in two games with a home run, her first one since April 18th. And Jordy Ball, in what I think is up to 15 appearances out of the pin this year, has not allowed a run. Unbelievable. All right, to the text line. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. I like what Coy had to say here Um, because – did I say it right? Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? or did I? You did. Okay, very good. Dude, who is having the massively loud conversation in the hall? Steel man, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up and like, I think I hear Steel man out there. All right, so Coy uh, joke. We have officially made it to that time of year where people are going to start complaining about the World Series being in Oklahoma City. It's already begun. Yeah, yeah. So um, he added to it because I, I think we all know that that's the, that's the season that, that we're in. Here's what I have to say, writes Coy, about people complaining about the WC. WS being an OKC, the reason the reason it is an OKC is because they have the biggest softball complex in the country, and they put the most money into it. So shut up and stop complaining and using that as an as an excuse. The two teams I see giving OU the best challenge: Tennessee or Florida State. If we end up playing one of them, but the only way we don't repeat is if we beat ourselves. So, and then there was there was this from the four hundred two. Yep, you know that home field advantage is so great that it's equated to zero championships for Creighton and Nebraska where one team hasn't ever been to the College World Series in two decades and the other, its only appearance is 1991, three decades ago. So, yeah, huge advantage. Catch the sarcasm on the text. I like, sir, in the 402, I like you. you got to give yourself a name. You have to be good. Got to be good. To make it uh, an advantage. And... Oklahoma's cashed in, and so now, yeah, it's an it's an advantage. Oh, and absolutely, it is what it is. Um, I I would add though, there are facilities that have ramped up. They've built a uh, they've built a new stadium. I think it's in. Uh, oh gosh, I'm blanking on which team it was for. There's only four in the WPF, but one of the WPF teams built a new facility this off season. Uh, in Orlando, where the Pride play, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz about you know trying to make a push, but the the contract with OKC is substantial. I mean, it's a long term deal. And then number two, OKC's done everything asked. Now, do they have some work to do on the team locker rooms and the practice fields? Absolutely. 
There is some internal plumbing that needs to be man- uh, maintained. Absolutely. But for now, for now, Josh Helmer, it's not going anywhere. Oh, my gosh. I've been watching this stupid lacrosse game, and it's and it's a re-air. Is this real? Is this real life? But you don't know who won. So for you, it's brand new. I, you know, and I think ESPN's doing a better job of putting a bug up whenever it's uh, when it's live or when it's not live. But let me tell you something: if it's nine forty nine in the morning, chances are it's not live. Well, but I mean, again, it's lacrosse, and it's you know, it's a weird sport anyway with the times they play, and that's you know, close to eleven a.m. Maybe there was a rain delay or something. I don't know. Son of a bee. I was all in, too, man. I got to go look and see who won. Anyway, back to the point. Who was playing? Bryant and John Hopkins. Hops- John Hopkins. John yeah. Hopkins won. Did they? I don't know, but I'm guessing. Uh, they were the highest-seeded team, so that would be a pretty good guess. <laughs> all right. Um, I-, I didn't mean to get bogged down on one quick tw- uh, tweet. We don't have to sit here and fight about this. It's, it's going to be one of those things that is just – impossible to fight back on. Sean brings up a great point. Is there another 15,000-seat softball stadium in the United States? No. No, there's not. And there's not another one that sells out either. And Jim in Arlington brings up a great point, too. Uh, How quickly some forget softball was an OKC for years, and OU never sniffed it. It's not like they built Hall of Fame Stadium, and OU started showing up. It was your Zonas and UCLAs. I was bummed as a kid knowing OU was never there. Jim in Arlington. Well, Jim, you feel much better now, don't you? Here's the other part of it I would add. It, when people grinch and moan about it being in Oklahoma City, even when Oklahoma is not playing, it's still packed. <laughs> I mean, it's still packed. All right, just prepare yourself. Prepare yourself because it's coming. All right, a uh, quick break. Mr. Sports is going to wrap up Hour 1 next right here on the Home Sooner Fans. Does this have a bomb in it? We got a hustle here? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Welcome back into the Plank Show. I went through a uh, laundry list of songs I think we should have uh, on the show more often, and uh, this was one of them. I love this tune. This was a jam. Cake, ladies and gentlemen. Not to be confused with Cake by the Ocean, which still makes no sense to me. What is Cake by the Ocean supposed well, to be? Is there a euphemism for I can get you some urban dictionary. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Sports <laughs> is checked in at 405-329-9000 on the Riverwind Casino line. What's going on, Mr. Sports? Hey, playing. Good Welcome to hear your back voice. back to 9 o'clock. I know. I feel like a new person again. Well, I got to tell you, Josh and his sidekick, though, they stepped in like legends. They're awesome. They're awesome. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Hey, I'm going to throw this question out at you and and uh, if you think it's worthy, maybe you can ponder it in the next hour. Okay. So how many years is Gasso got 25 years? Uh, 20, 29, 28, 29, 29. 28 years. or 29 yeah. years. Okay. If and when, and that's probably 20 more years, that she steps down, is JT just a unanimous to step in, or will they open it up? Oh. And I'll take it off. Okay, buddy. Um. All right, let me leave you with this real quick, though, okay? Yeah, yeah that's fine. Uh, re- remind <laughs> people. That the big red sign is mean stuff. Oh See my you guys. Can, can we? Have wow, a, that was that was an important one right there. Yeah, coach is in her 29th season, thirty um, third overall coaching, and I feel like we we have this every often, every so often near this time of year. Um, I don't, I don't think she's retiring anytime soon. 
And I don't think it's a slam dunk that anyone's the next person. I think that, you know, there is if and when Patty Gasso decides to hang it up, I don't I don't know how involved she would want to be in naming her successor. I don't. I'd be curious to ask. Because I'm my personality is such that I I would love to be able to say Hey, um, Josh and I are retiring. We'd love to see Connor get the show. Right? I mean, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know if Coach's personality would be, hey, I've built this. I want to see it continue, and here's the person that I've groomed. Kind of like what JT appears to be. I don't know if that would be the way she would want it to go down. But you got JT's still young, man. He's still a young dude. Well, he would get the job because he's a great candidate. Yeah. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be because, because of his name. No. Right? And Jen Rocha would be a great candidate. Missy Lombardi would be a great candidate. It would be one of the most sought-after jobs ever, ever in softball. So I don't like to think about it, but I do want to talk traffic next right here on The Ref.